Yet Michael the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses, does not bring against him a railing accusation. The Lord disputing about the body of Moses with the devil. With the devil disputing about the body of Moses. And yet he did not bring a railing accusation against the devil. His number one enemy. But the Bible says, but said, the Lord rebuke you. From the beginning of time, and even before time began, the Lord demonstrates his love, his grace, and his mercy. Even to his greatest enemy, he demonstrated that until he even allows sin to continue in heaven for a while. When the devil decided he wanted to be in the place of God the Son, The Lord did not bring a railing accusation against him. But he tried his best to regain him to his love and his mercy. Angels, holy angels. Holy angels. Also, plead with the devil to change his mind of no avail. They didn't succeed. God of the Son appealed to him. But he continued on. Wanting to be in the position of God. Jesus, at this time, he was not yet Jesus. He, named, he was not named Jesus as yet. But let us use the Son of God, second in the Godhead. And he is number four. He wanted to take a... Have you, how many of you in here that skip class? Anybody here skip a class? <laughs> That's right. I skipped one class and I became the dumbest one in the other class that I, I went to. It's a long story. We'll just leave it as that. So he wants to jump from where he was number four. And he wants to go back into number two. You know the story. So let us go on. The Lord cast him out. He cast him out. Why? 
After he had taken all his patience with him, then he wanted to cast him out. When he should have done it in the very first place, in the very first time. This should have a lesson for you and I today. That when we make a mistake, that when we walk away from the grace and mercies of God, it is not the end of the world. Do I have a witness? It is not the end of the world. As a matter of fact, when we have done this, and we realize that the Lord did not strike us down immediately, we should take the initiative and go down on our knees and cry unto him, Lord, I want to thank you for not destroying me at the time of my walking away from you. We refuse to give him praise and to thank him even when we have made wrong. You know the Bible says that he that knows to do right and doeth it not to him, it is sin. But we are dealing with the creator of the universe. The creator of you and the creator of me. He did not even give a railing accusation to his number one enemy. He created man and he put man in the garden. The number one enemy did not stop. Well, as a matter of fact, seeing that he is cast out, if I'm in your restaurant enjoying my supper and you, the, cost, you the, 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 the owner of the restaurant come and kick me out, you think I'm going to rejoice over that? And you think I will ever go back to your restaurant? Sinful nature, you know. But after what have happened, the Lord gave him all the chance for repentance and he didn't. When he get kicked out, he come back with a revenge. With vengeance, he come back. And he mess up the first man and woman God placed on earth. And the Lord pronounced... The Lord pronounced, he will bruise his heels. The Lord prophesied right there to the devil. In other words, he tell the devil, you could do all what you want. You could roam this earth. You could try to destroy everything. But one day, I will get the victory over you. One day. I will gain the victory over you. The number one place I will prove to you, devil, that I am going to win the victory over you is when I will be stretched out on this cross because I am willing to give my life for those people that are here. And after I have given my life for them and for the entire world that will come behind them, at the end of it all, one day, 
I will destroy you. One day, I will destroy you. The devil came side by side after the creation of beautiful couple. The devil came by and stood next to them and see to it that he destroy their thoughts. Make them rebel against their creation, their creator. The Lord wanted to know, wanted to make sure that he have a people to call upon his name. And the world continue on after the birth of Cain. Then came Abel. I believe Adam did his very best to train them and to tell them his mistake. Young men and young women in this congregation beyond the sound of my voice. There was one of these little children here that told us exactly why their parents put them in time out. They are not mean, but they want us to be safe. So it is with Christ. So he made provision and he called upon Abraham, a faithful man, out of idolatry, out of worshiping false gods. He called him out and made the promise to him that you are going to be out of a great nation. Because the Lord realized that out of Abraham, he is going to create a nation to call upon his name. Because God is to be worshipped at all time. That is why you and I is sitting in this congregation this morning to do what? To worship. And I want to thank him for his Holy Spirit amongst us this morning. I want to thank him for his holy angels that overround upon those pews. You are not seeing them, but they're there. They want to join us as we worship and give praise to the creator. Israel was, was formed and they went and spent the Lord prophesied that they would spend 400 years in a foreign country. And in that foreign country, Israel lost all sight of God. But God did not lose sight of them. No matter where you are, no matter where you are, God have not turned his face on you. Even in the deepest hole that you have dug, God have not left you alone. Why do you think drug addicts repent and accept Jesus Christ? Why do you think a mass murderer would turn around and accept Jesus Christ? It is because Jesus himself have not left him alone. Do I have a witness? In Cross City, I stood over a man, mass murderer, 
I stood over him. He knows his crime so much that he looked for help out of the country. He write to the Queen of England asking her to beg mercy for him in the justice of America. In the, in the justice of America. That's how far he had gone. And when I started going to Cross City, I spoke one morning. And when I was leaving, he came to me. He says, sir, would you allow me to write to you? And would you be able to help me to turn around? I want to accept the Sabbath and I want to accept Jesus Christ. I worked with him for six straight months. But one of the things that I emphasized on him was he needed to seek forgiveness of those he have wronged. He learned that very well. I stood up over this man. There is a water container. It is in the picture that Fred was showing the kids. It's an eight by four tank. Full of water. They can only sit. They cannot stand. They will step down in the deepest part of it and sit in the middle. And when they are baptized, you plunge them and they come back up. And I stood over this man and he asked me to give him a few minutes to speak. And then he said to me, they call me pastor. Just Pastor Wilson, I want to thank you for these moments that you have given me. And for the things that you have taught me, I didn't even realize it. But when I begin to seek for forgiveness from the people that I have hurt, I begin to realize the love of Christ in me. And this man stood up there in that, sat in that water for about 10 minutes, calling the names of different family, calling the names of people that he hurt. A mass murderer, I told you. Then he called his father's name. Because his father was trying to give him the right example, but he wouldn't listen. Just like the Lord would plead with the devil right in heaven to change your mind. But he wouldn't listen. And I have never seen a, a, a grown man cry. But if I had never seen it before, I witnessed it that Sabbath morning. When I baptized this man. And you know my, uh, my tears are close to my eye. <laughs> I embrace him. And we cry together. I cry thanking God for using me to be the instrument for him. And I cried with him to thank God for letting him see the need of a savior. And this man was baptized. Why did he get baptized after all these crimes that he committed? 
I don't know, but God knows. God knows. You find drug addict in this place, and there, I'll tell you what. Don't you ever think that we are going in, the, in, in, in a place where bees make honey and then we could lap on the honey and then come back out and say how sweet it was because we had some honey. No, no, no. We are going in a place where there are criminals. But we always enjoy our service and come back out because the presence of the Lord is in this place when we are worshiping him. When Brother Silly went first in the prison with me, I've been asking him and I've always asking and plead and plead with people around here and I have been asking, but nobody would, would, would accept the invitation. And one day, Pastor Silly said, I'm going to come into the prison with you. And when he came among the criminals and we had our first service, Brother Silly said, I am stopped. He only came the first time, but he was stopped. And until this day, he's very faithful to our services. In the prison. All who have been going to the prison that is in there, can you stand, please? Please. 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 Where's Deborah and her mother? Barbara, I mean, Barbara, Barbara and her mother. You don't have to stand if you don't want to. Those people you see standing there. They enjoy going to the prison. And I enjoy being there with them. But I have told them, and I'm repeating myself, that even though they don't go, I will still go by myself. Because there is a joy for we to gain. Because we are not doing it for ourselves. We are doing it for the Lord. Please sit down. And in your prayers, remember those folks. Here is something that you might not know. If we step in that prison one day, God forbid it happens. And any strange thing should happen. You know we're going to be locked up in there too. (laughs) You didn't know that? We will be locked up in there too because no movement. When you have no movement, no movement. And if anything with those men should erupt, men running to and fro, the, the guards, they are first going to see to it that we are safe. And so we too will be locked down. So we are in jail. <laughs> so when we leave and we go, the Lord has his protection over us. God delivered the children of Israel. And in in Jericho, when the war was being fought, Joshua saw one man clothed in, in white remnant, and he was in the heat of the war. He went back and he says, who are you with? Are you with them or you are with us? 
And the angel says, I'm not with neither one of you. But I'm only here to give directions. In this church, we have one man the Lord have ordained and appointed to be head of this church. And he is the one that is in charge to lead this flock on this side of the vineyard. So in every step of the way, the Lord appoints a leader. And most of all, he appoints a prophet amongst us. Israel continued down and continue, and the iniquities and the sins expanded in the presence of the Lord until the Lord allowed them to go into captivity. In the children's story, brother, Silly pointed out that God allowed some of those men tell you that God allowed them to be in there. They are so happy to be in prison because had they been on the road or on the street, they would have been a dead cookie already. But they thank God for them being in that situation for the Lord, for them to see that God loved them. So while Israel was in captivity in Babylon, the Lord sent his prophet to encourage them, to pray for them. And there was a man named um, Joshua the high priest. And here was Joshua afflicting himself in the presence of the Lord, pleading, pleading for Israel. But the devil came, the devil came right there. And what did he come here to do? He come there to accuse the, the, the prophet of God. He stands right on his side. You all hear that? I willfully did that. Because I want you to understand the disturbances. I guess as this phone is ringing there, everybody drawing their attention to the phone. Forgetting what we are here for. We get distracted because the sound of a telephone. So it is with the devil. When you are in prayer, when you are afflicting yourself in the presence of the Lord, the devil stands next to you and help you to remember, oh, you remember when you was doing so and so? You remember when you was doing that? You are not worthy to be where you are. God is not hearing you because you are a filthy sinner. But the Bible says that Jesus Christ himself was right there with Joshua the high priest. 
He was right there with him. So when Jesus is there with you on your right side, the devil is on your left side because the devil don't want you to trust in God. Do I have a witness? All his work is to drag you and I down in the pit. The devil works so hard that he makes you and I have our biggest enemy right in the church. Do I have a witness? Sometimes our biggest enemy is right in the church. Sitting right next to you. Yet Jesus... In his grace, in his love, and his mercy. He don't rebuke the person that is the enemy of you or whatever is doing. He don't strike him down. Yet he can do it in his love and in his mercy. But I will tell you one thing. To encourage you going forward. One day. One day. God's people. One day church. One day. We will be able to sing and shout the victory. And when will that day be? When we all get to heaven. You know the chorus? When we all get to heaven. What a day of rejoicing that will be. But when we all see Jesus, we will sing. You all was not singing. Sing it again one more time. When we all. What a day of rejoicing that will be. When we all see Jesus. We will sing and shout the victory. I will be able to stand up. To the man that thought I was his enemy and shake his hands. And he will be able to come to me and shake my hands. And we will unite in heaven. But we cannot unite in heaven if we cannot unite on earth. Don't you dare tell me when we get to heaven, we will be able to rejoice with the Lord. And you are enemy with me down here. Forget it. I was in Lancaster, Massachusetts. Camp meeting. And I'm going to use a couple words there. I hope you all don't be offended. Because I don't have time to see that. But a beautiful black girl sang a beautiful piece of music. Like this beautiful girl here this morning. Sang that beautiful song to bless our hearts. And one Sweet lady, again, don't be offended, Caucasian lady, she sat there and she listened to that beautiful song and she listened to it and when the girl was over singing the song, she says, well, 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 I have to be in heaven because I will go on the black side for me to listen to her sing again. And knowing Wilson, you all know me. I don't keep water in my mouth. I turned right around to her. I said, sister, if you want to hear her sing again, you better take her, her, her schedules and follow her hair. 
Because if you wait for she to go to heaven to come on the black side to hear her sing, forget it. And while I'm talking about that, when we are on the way to heaven, on that sea of glass, the Lord is going to take us there. The one from Europe will be all the way over there with the same one from the Caribbean. And the one from the Caribbean will be over there with the one from Australia. We will not even understand and realize where in the world we came from. Because we are too taken up seeing that God is taking us to his throne. Are you ready to go to the throne of God? If you and I is ready to go and meet the Lord, why do we have hatred amongst each other? Why we look for the opportunity for we to slum our brother? Why we try to our best to discourage our brother? Why don't we work together as one church? You see how the pews are empty in this place? You walk down the street and you see, Thousands of people that could be in church. They are not there. Because they are afraid to come amongst us. They are afraid we to say, oh. We don't want them to come amongst us, you know. This type of people. This type of people. I'm not slamming anybody. I'm only trying to help to understand the grace and mercies of Jesus Christ. Church, we are living in the end of the dispensation of this earth. In the book of Re Revelation chapter 6, Revelation chapter 5 speak about the man that was holding the little book and that was sealed seven times. And those seven seals is the seventh dispensation of God's church on earth. And today, you and I, we are living in the sixth seal, which is the dispensation of the Laodicean church. You and I, we are living in that period of time. What is left to be done in the sixth seal? The sealing of God's people, the coming of Jesus Christ. The seventh seal, when it will be opened, it will be the destruction of the world. Where are you this morning? Are you on God's side? Or are you on the side of the world? Or are you in the middle? If you are in the middle, you are lukewarm. God will spew you out. If you are on the outside, he's urging you to come and to be hot. Get yourself on the hot plate and put it full blast. On high. And hot your water for you to have a good cup of hot chocolate. And enjoy it in the spirit of God. Don't tell me you love me and you're trying to destroy me on the side. I am not going to tell you I love you and then to destroy on the side. If we are doing that, which I think we... Forget it. But put these things away from us. I am urging you. Put these things away from us in God's church. And let us rally on. Let us rally on. Because Jesus Christ is coming soon. When the Lord came to take Moses. Came to take the body of Moses. You know why God did not allow no man on earth to know where Moses was buried? 
Because today, the, the, those that don't like Jesus, Muslims or whoever they are, they would make a monument to worship Moses. But they don't, they don't want to worship God. So when the Lord came and took the body of Moses, the devil came and he stood right next to him. He said, you know this rascal sin against you? You know he disobeyed you? You told him to speak to the rock and he hit the rock? And he gave the honor to him and his brother? Should Aaron and I bring water from the rock for you? He didn't listen to you. And what are you doing with his body? Where are you taking him? He belongs to me. The Bible says, as we close, verse 9, yet Michael the archangel, when he continued with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses. He did not Bring no railing accusation, not even to the devil. Because when you try to tell the devil things, and when you try, he laugh after you. Because there's nothing you could tell the devil that he don't know. That's why he's the number one enemy. But the Lord just said to him, the last few lines of the verse, verse 9. But said, the Lord rebuked thee. The Lord rebuked me. Brother Silly, if this man had done anything to you, if he had done anything to you, that will cause you to have a doubt of God's love towards him and both towards you and for me to enjoy heaven just like we enjoy in the prison down here. I'm asking you to forgive me. And everyone beyond the sound of my voice in this congregation, everyone beyond the sound of my voice, if I have offended you in any shape, way, or form, and it might cause you not to be in heaven with the Lord, I humbly ask you to forgive me. Do I have a witness? I humbly ask you to forgive me. And if I should do it again, don't hold it against me. Don't tell nobody about it. But come to me and let us reason together. Save the Lord. Because I want you and I to be in heaven together. It is so hard to be humble. It is so easy to sin. That is why the Lord asked us to. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy labor, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your soul.